1: all right. Thanks so much, Kelly. It is, of course, the big story of the after-hours session. AT&T winning court approval for the $85 billion Time Warner deal. All those stocks on the move, including all the media stocks across the board, AT&T, we should point out, is lower. Time Warner is soaring. It has been a long journey to get to this, uh, deal, get this deal done since it was initially announced back in October 2016. So what do we make of it, guys? What's your first reaction as a trader in terms of where you would look to invest or sell, Tim?
2: Well, again, I, I think the pure content plays continue to be well bid. I think the entire sector is now um, going to be a feeding frenzy. I, I think, and we've been seeing this, and, and for a while there, again, media companies had a bid based upon their media and their content, and I think that's obviously come back.
1: Yeah, and when we were saying uh, the media stocks across the board, we're talking Discovery, we're talking Lionsgate, we're talking Viacom, uh, we're talking CBS, Karen. Yep. What do you make of all this action? Everything is moving higher. Everything here.
3: is moving higher. Actually, Tim and I were talking about this. The market. I mean, it's really good for the market. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you don't want to have to pick winners that are mo- that have moved already on the anticipation of a bid that might take some time to get ready, I don't. Know, it's good for the market, no question. All right. Let's get some more on this decision first before we proceed with the conversation. Check in with
1: Eamon Javers, who's outside the courthouse. Eamon.
4: Yeah, Melissa, that's right. It was an enormous victory here for AT&T with their $85 billion merger deal with Time Warner, getting the green light here from a federal judge after months of court wrangling. The judge ultimately, in the end, not putting any conditions whatsoever on this merger. That means the parties are free to go ahead. We saw the lead lawyer for the AT&T side come out very careful here not to gloat, saying that he's disappointed that it took so long to get to this ruling, but they're relieved, ultimately, that they got the ruling they did. Now come the aftershocks, Melissa. Now comes the implication for the media sector, for the telecommunications sector, for the Department of Justice, for the White House, for the president himself. The president is on Air Force One right now. He campaigned against this merger back in 2016. He's spoken against it as president of the United States. Will he weigh in now that his side has suffered a defeat here? What does it mean for the Department of Justice's approach and for all of those industries that you guys have been talking about and all those companies with pending mergers teed up? uh, this could be the starting gun to something that could be a very big industry trend, Melissa.
1: Yeah, Eamon, thank you. Eamon Javer standing outside that courthouse uh, in D.C. Uh, Steve Grassa, where do you go here in the space?
4: So so
5: I think you have to, you know, we discussed it with Tim mentioned Fox. I think Fox is obviously the clear-cut winner. But when you look at Disney, it makes me also think that obviously they have competition for this bidding process. But are they still the king of content? Or now do the bears get emboldened and really push this more than just range-bound? I think that's the takeaway.
6: Karen mentioned in the break, and she alluded to it before, but like a CVS and Aetna, just seeing people on Twitter mentioning that, I mean, both those stocks are higher now. So it opens up not only obviously this vertical, but other industries as well. So I think if you really want to just broaden it out, it sh- it's not market bearish, let's put it that way. It should be on the, on the margins market bullish.
1: Yeah, Cigna Express Scripts is the yeah. other one that is... A, yes, tighter a as to, well. The spreads are tightening Tightening in the after session here.
3: Yeah. Where do you think the opportunity... Looking back, where do you think the opportunity was? I, the opportunity, I think the risk-reward was probably better there. And actually, you and I were talking during the middle of the day, and you said, what about these? And I looked at, wow, let's see, the spreads were pretty big. They might have had a more interesting risk-reward. I mean, two years ago, they were all merging with different companies, right? right. There was Humana and Aetna and, so, uh, and Cigna and, um, and Anthem. So they've all found other parties. I had forgotten Humana was in talks with Walmart, at one point, right, which we don't, Uh rumored, right? Rumored in the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if that's true or not, but that landscape has changed. But now these mergers seem to have a much higher chance of going through, those spreads are collapsing. And if you're in the camp- Collapsing in a good
1: way. Right, who, who believes that the Justice Department If they do take another case on an antitrust case, it's one that they want to win. It might make them more reluctant to enter in a case that they, it's not a slam dunk. Look,
2: there's there's no question to me that I I think this actually makes it a very enticing. uh, Horizontals um, could be going on in different sectors. I brought up the airline industry where, you know, we had a massive wave of consolidation called five or six years ago, and I think you actually could see some of this again. I I think United would be looking to make an acquisition and, you know, a JetBlue or something like that makes sense, especially after this. Ruling.
1: All right. Uh, let's get more on the media space here. Bring in BTIG's Rich Greenfield. Rich, what's
7: next? Next is Comcast. I mean, I think yeah. there is no doubt that you know there is a party going on or excitement building inside of Philadelphia tonight. That they're ready. I mean, it really wasn't a vertical merger. I mean, we were all looking at AT and T Time Warner as the determining factor, but it really wasn't. I mean, most of the assets in Fox. Are, we're talking a studio, no vertical integration issue. International, Star TV, Sky, no impact. And even the regional sports networks that a lot of people talk about as vertical integration, two-thirds of them are not in Comcast territory, so there is no vertical integration. So this has been kind of looked at as like the driving force, but now that they have this, the runway is clear. There's no doubt that with that kind of clearing, you now see a very aggressive bid from Comcast. And I think the main point, to, that anyone watching should be thinking about is, Comcast lost in 2004. They were embarrassed when they tried to bid for Disney. They lost in 2015 when the government rejected, for regulatory reasons, their acquisition of Time Warner Cable. Comcast is not losing this time around. They are in it, they want to win. And like, they are not losing to Disney here. And so the question is, how far, to your question on Disney, how far is Iger willing to go? Is this a must-win for Disney?
1: And how far is Roberts willing to go?
7: <laughs> I think I substantially further. I mean, if you're a Comcast further, shareholder,
1: which full disclosure I am, sure. as a Comcast employee, what should I
7: be worried about? Look, Brian's got Brian's 58 years old. I think he's thinking about how does he position Comcast, not just domestically, but how does he position Comcast globally right. for the next 30 plus years? There is no when you look at the, the potential assets here, nothing looks like Fox. So there, you don't have any Plan B.
2: So I think he's willing to go very far for Fox. But why was Plan A's... Why did we wait for Disney to make their bid before they came in? That, that's puzzling. In other words, why was Comcast more aggressive after the fact? Oh, look, I could, say that, the
7: first chess look I could say the same thing. Why did Disney allow AT&T to buy Time Warner? Time Warner theoretically would have been a better asset for Disney to buy. I, I think there's been...
2: Because look, Disney's strategy, I think, in terms of getting it over the top and their distribution, I think was unveiled, and this makes natural sense. It amped up their content.
7: Yeah, but I think... Well, first of all, I'd say... The biggest reason why this is all happening is look what's happened with Netflix, Facebook, and Google. I mean, I think these executives didn't see this coming. I mean, they were blindsided. I mean, Netflix is now a bigger market cap than Disney. I mean, they didn't see this type of secular behavioral change in consumers that we're seeing. I mean, C3 ratings, what everyone looks at for TV ratings for linear television, were down 12% for the last season, full season. I mean, these numbers are just. Things are changing very fast. And so I think the honest answer is they didn't think about it back then. I mean, I think they should have, but I think that wasn't where their head was at. And things are moving so fast now that I think everyone is reacting in real time. And they saw that Jeff is selling. They saw that, you know, I think things have just spooled at a very, very accelerated pace.
1: So if vertical mergers are on the table now, what is the deal? What deal do you think could happen that nobody is talking about, and could it involve a big tech company yeah,
0: well, as opposed
1: puts. to a media player? As well, the look, acquirer?
7: I, I think the, the crazy part about this, you know, when, when people say Disney's trying to buy Fox because they want to replicate Netflix and fix direct-to-consumer, Netflix hasn't bought a studio. Netflix didn't buy a satellite distribution platform in Europe. They just spent money and invested. So I would say the tech companies are probably looking at the success of Netflix, going we don't need to do this we can just go out and hire great content uh, you know producers actors actresses and literally just build this from scratch with our really strong balance sheets i think that one of the questions is okay we got e3 going on in la right now as we speak major announcements right. coming out of e3 brandon ross my colleague is on site there i mean this whole world of video game you've, you've had ninja from fortnite on set talking about the explosion of video gaming like How has the entire media space not bought video gaming? I mean, I think that's the the gaping question is consumers are moving towards gaming. They're not watching linear TV. So the next
1: vertical could actually be media
7: gaming. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, how does nobody buy any of these companies? And then, look, you've got wild cards. Where are mobile platforms? Who are the big mobile platforms that you theoretically could buy? Right. There's no control shareholder of Twitter. You know, Spotify is now a public company. I mean, Daniel does have control. But I mean, if you looked at which of the big media platforms, tech platforms, mobile platforms, has no control shareholder, the only one that stands out is Twitter. Huh.
1: Stay right there. Let's get more on this uh, major court ruling to approve the ATT purchase of Time Warner. Bring in David Faber, who is on uh, the fast line for us. Uh, David, your thoughts? on the deal. And and of course, you've been reporting actively about the Comcast potential bid that could happen tomorrow. What's the latest?
0: Yeah, I think, Melissa, as Rich sort of outlined there, that uh, they have obviously gotten the green light to, uh, to feel free to make that bid. And I would expect tomorrow that Comcast, our parent company, will likely unveil that bid that they have uh, made no secret of. In fact, even choosing to come public with the fact that they were going to make a all-cash offer uh, and a willingness on their part. This is going to be very important, I think, on the regulatory front, despite today's ruling, the willingness of Comcast to meet or if not exceed what Disney was willing to offer. And it's important for people to remember, in the merger agreement, Disney was willing and is willing to divest all of the RSNs and businesses that contributed up to $250 million in EBITDA in order to get regulatory approval. Comcast has told us it will make an all-cash offer. We expect, obviously, it will be in excess of what Disney's all-stock offer is currently worth well in excess, perhaps, and they've also said they will meet if not exceed those, uh, those provisions that Disney, Disney has already made. So we'll see what's in the bid when it comes. Regulatory will still be important. It will still be a key consideration of the Fox board. Disney still has the lead when it comes to the actual approval time. At least most attorneys tell me by a few months, and time, of course, is money. And to Richard's point earlier, the question will become, to what extent is Disney willing to raise? As I reported a couple of weeks ago, Disney has secured financing in order to actually add a cash component to their bid should that be desired by the Fox board. And again, as we've been reporting for quite some time, I think Disney is going to fully join whatever bidding war would occur here to make sure it can maintain these assets as is currently under contract to buy them, whether it also be Sky and or all the Fox assets in question. So, This sets up what will be an interesting battle, Melissa, that conceivably will take place in a fairly short amount of time with Fox's shareholder vote scheduled for the 10th of July, although, of course, that can be delayed.
1: Just pivoting slightly, David, I know you talked to the management uh, team over at Verizon. Verizon's experiencing a change in the guard, so to speak, in terms of getting a new CEO. What's your sense as to their willingness uh, to do a deal themselves, their appetite?
0: You know That's a great question. The last time I spoke to Lowell McAdam only a few weeks ago, and of course he still is the the chairman and CEO of the company, he indicated they're much more focused on digital assets than they are on anything linear. Uh, We do know that they were company A when it came to potentially buying these Fox assets. They didn't really hang around very long, and they offered an at-market potential deal of some kind. We do know as well that they at least had thought about Could they do something for CBS? But, frankly, that was going to go nowhere because the controlling shareholder of CBS is not interested in selling the company to Verizon. I don't know, uh, Melissa, what their plan is over there other than the focus on 5G, really, which, of course, is a very different direction than the one t has gone in over the last few years. Not that they're going to not offer 5G, but doubling down on the network and on the wireless business, in a sense, is what Verizon may very well do, as opposed to the strategy embraced by AT&T, which is some would say moving very quickly away from what was their core business not that many years ago.
3: David, it's Karen. Let me just go back to Disney for a minute. So the Murdochs, Disney is their preferred bidder. How much will that matter ultimately if it's just a you know a you know an all-out war between Comcast and Disney?
0: Yeah, well, you know how these work given your line of work i mean it's going to potentially go back and forth they're going to have their five-day provision where they can meet any bid and the board is obviously going to have to decide whether a comcast bid could lead to or does represent a superior proposal to disney um you know it's unclear to me what it's not just going to be the dollar amount and then you're right murdoch wanted disney stock fox board felt like it was a better fit in some ways and therefore Fox shareholders would benefit more over time, not just the Murdoch, but overall. It's still tax-free to Fox holders. That is the deal itself uh, and would not be where you to use cash or even if Disney were to add cash. That may figure into it a bit as well. I don't know where the number is, but I think this Fox board is going to be obligated to communicate very fully about their decision-making, not just on the price, but also on their view of regulatory and timing. And I think those things are all going to be in the next year.
1: All right, David, uh, thank you so much for phoning in. I'm sure it's gonna be a busy next to 24, 48 hours for you. David Faber, want to go to Craig Moffat from Moffat Nathanson, who is standing by on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange for us. Craig, great to have you with us. It's been about an hour yeah. or so since the decision was uh, unveiled and released. Where are the opportunities in the space seeing all the stock movements happening in the after hour session?
8: well let 's think of it as a, a stone thrown in the pond and and the ripples that are kind of expanding beyond it. The, the first ripple, as everyone 's been talking about, is Comcast and Fox and Disney. Um, that is a when not if and the only the only question now is does the bid come tomorrow is or for some reason does it wait until thursday but that that bidding war is is a virtual certainty. Um, Beyond that, though, if you take a step back and you think what's happening in the, in, in the media ecosystem more broadly, what's happening here is that, notwithstanding Randall Stevenson's promises that we would not withhold content, you're actually seeing the whole content world consolidating around a closed vertical system, where Netflix produces its own content for its own customers, where Disney is talking about going direct-to-consumer its own content for its own customers. Comcast is bidding for the right to produce its own content for its own customers. All of those systems are gonna to have to be very, very large. And so the bigger question here to me is not just kind of the, the short-term dominoes of who might get acquired, but it's, it's stepping back and saying, you're, you're seeing the entire concept of the media ecosystem being rewritten from open systems to closed systems. And, and those systems, almost by definition, carry huge amounts of risk. It is a much, much riskier business proposition going forward than it has been in the past. It it, it used to be a studio would have a bad year, and they were selling their content to all the different distributors. They had output deals that that got them through fallow years. You had different distributors taking their content from every studio. All that collapses down to these kind of vertical pipes of one-to-one and suddenly the risk in these individual systems gets to be very high.
1: So does that mean historical valuations are out the window, Craig? I mean, that we should be valuing these companies because there's embedded risk in a a much different way than what we've been doing in the past?
8: I think that's absolutely inevitable. And let me ask an an interesting rhetorical question for a second, because this is what Comcast is trying to do, right? Mm -hmm. Comcast is trying to say, let's let's go off and buy Sky, get the distribution scale that we want with a bunch of, of... exclusive content licenses that we know, frankly, are going to go away over the next few years. And so we're going to pivot just like Netflix pivoted, and we're going to move from licensed content to producing our own content, hopefully with the backstop of, of adding this Fox Studio to help add heft to that studio production machine, right? Let's suppose they win and succeed and that that model starts to work just like Netflix, which is to say it creates a very large pool of customers that lose a lot of money. Would Comcast actually get a valuation, anything like Netflix, for a large pool of customers that loses money? I'm not sure. Um, And so even what winning looks like is, is not entirely clear. Well,
6: Craig, let's talk about winning real quick because the market, the participants of the market, these two companies specifically, have bid Fox up now to close to 19 times next year's earnings, which is almost twice some of its rivals. Now, I get it that it's valuable, but is it that valuable and should the rest of the space get dragged up or are these guys going to bid it up to such where they're going to win and then they're going to look around saying, what did we just do for $85, 90000000000 billion?
8: Well, I think what's what's unique to Fox, my partner, Michael Nathanson, has been telling our clients that, that the opportunity in Fox is that the, the amount of leverage on the, the Fox stub that remains suggests that the stock price is actually um, a coiled spring. And so he's been extremely excited um, in, in recommending Fox um, in advance of this set of events, because um, there is so much potential there for for even relatively modest increases in the, in the bidding for for the collective assets, um, but more broadly, does it mean that valuations are going to go up? Sure, I, you know there's there's there is um, almost certainly going to be another wave of M and just I'll play the role of the ant at the picnic for a second and and just pour a little cold water on the idea that all this um, is actually some kind of endgame nirvana, right? The the real challenge here, let's go back to the real world for a company like AT&T for a second. Time Warner, AT&T is so large that Time Warner will only amount to 15 to 20% of Time Warner's revenue or of AT&T's revenues after this deal. And the rest of AT&T, the other 85% of AT&T is shrinking in every business. It's shrinking in wireless at about one and a half percent It's shrinking in the wireline enterprise business that, by the way, is as large as the entire company of Time Warner. That's shrinking at 3.3. It's shrinking at DirecTV at 3.5. And every one of those businesses is seeing margins fall even faster. So DirecTV and the the entertainment group is seeing EBITDA fall 19% 19 right now. Wireless is falling five and a half. Time Warner is not big enough to change the trajectory of so overall So this is just AT&T. a
1: temporary lifeline for AT&T? It,
8: it, it helps fund the dividend for a little bit longer, right. but, but be careful what you wish for because yeah. you're taking on an awful lot of debt in order to do it. And it, it right. makes at and a riskier proposition as well.
1: Craig, thanks so much for your analysis. Sure. Craig Moffitt, Nathan Nathanson still ahead. We've got much more on this at and Time Warner ruling. The stocks are on the move with very heavy volume. Much more Fast Money right after this. Welcome back to Fast Money. It is the big story, of the after-hour session. The judge approving AT&T's $85 billion bid for Time Warner. This has huge implications for the entire media space. Let's bring in CNBC's Julia Borston with more, Julia.
9: Melissa, this is truly a decisive victory for AT&T. The court rejecting the government's bid to block its acquisition of Time Warner, the judge ruling in AT&T's favor with no conditions on the deal. Judge Leon also urging the Justice Department to not seek a stay on the deal. AT&T saying the deal is now on track to close on or before June 20th. We're reading through the judge's decision right now. It points to the threat that the tech giants posed to AT&T to explain why the merger is not anti-competitive. Judge Leon writing, quote, vertically integrated entities like Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon have achieved remarkable success in creating and providing affordable on-demand video content directly to viewers over the internet. Meanwhile, web giants Facebook and Google have developed new ways to use data to create effective and lucrative digital advertisements tailored to the individual consumer. Now, despite the decisive nature of the judge's ruling, antitrust chief Macon Delrahim saying, quote, we continue to believe that the pay TV market will be less competitive and less innovative as a result of the proposed merger between AT&T and Time Warner. We will closely review the court's opinion and consider next steps in light of our commitment to preserving competition for the benefit of American consumers. Now, based on the dramatic moves of the media stocks and after hours trading, there's no question, though, that this, this decision opens the floodgates for more deals. Next up, Comcast is expected to make its official offer for Fox's entertainment assets. That bid to top Disney's deal for Fox could come as early as tomorrow. Melissa? All right. Thank you very much, Julia Borston in Los Angeles for us. Let's let's trade it
1: here. We were talking with Rich Greenfield, and he mentioned... Twitter, in the context of other tech giants that could be at play or in the I thought that was a really interesting
5: interesting play. So we saw Twitter bounce. It got added to the S&P 500. Monsanto came out. That got added. I'm still long the name. I do believe you're going to see this continue, even though it's overbought on a relative strength index. It is overbought right now. But I do believe that you'll see further upside for Twitter. Interesting play.
2: Yeah, we haven't talked about is AT&T interesting or all I've heard so far today is how at t if anything, has a marginalized business, um, maybe overpaying, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you you could make an argument that AT&T right now at nine and a half times 2018 is trading at a trough valuation. I realize it's not great to talk about the dividend yield, but nonetheless, it's got 325 bips over 10-year Treasury bond. Um, and again, it's trading well below the date So you don't it, believe it Craig Moffat? Well, I think bottom line here is I think that the company, while they may see 45% of their, their revenues from wireless, and that business is not a great business, the reality is this stock is not expensive. And it doesn't, and need, the the it arb- doesn't need the valuation. It doesn't need the I mean, this stock has been beaten up and it's trading at the bottom of a range.
3: I mean, I can't help thinking of all all of this activity, looking to try to compete against Netflix. Could they possibly get a Netflix valuation? Why why not Netflix valuation coming in a little bit? Right. If you have all of these people just falling all over themselves to try to create a Netflix, I mean, it would seem to me. Well, the valuation I mean Netflix do... would only come in if there is a belief in the market that that, that it could they work. Could but you got you've got some very powerful people, really, you know, a lot of money behind them. Isn't it easier to, to believe though
5: that telephone? You don't have to get telephone to a Netflix valuation. You just have to get it incrementally higher than where it is now. So right now is AT and T valuation. Better? Should should there be some uh, m- margin expansion? Should there be multiple expansion That's a completely or not? different question to no, no, no totally no. unrelated. This is Moffat saying that why would at and be priced with a Netflix valuation? You do not need it to be priced with a Netflix valuation. You need it to be priced with a better valuation than it was right. yesterday.
1: Coming up on Mad Money tonight, Jim will be all over the ATT Time Warner decision with his instant reaction to the news. That and much more. Top of the hour on Mad we are live at the NASDAQ in New York City's Times Square. Much more Fast Money still ahead. Welcome back to Fast Money. Another market-moving story this week is, of course, the big Fed meeting. Jerome Powell expected to hike interest rates tomorrow. Hedge fund legend Paul Tudor Jones on Squawk Box earlier today discussing the current state of the economy and the market.
5: The last time that we had... Unemployment rate where it is now was 2,000, and we were running a budget surplus at that time of 2.5%. We were talking about bond scarcity at that time, and now we have uh, the exact opposite. So we've got uh, fiscal policy that literally uh, came from another galaxy, and we have monetary laxity, and that brew is what has got the stock market so jacked up.
1: Jones goes on to say that he thinks that rates and stocks will continue to rally together through the end of this year, but will eventually enter a recession. Of course, Jones is one who called the October 1987 crash, so we want to listen to him. Is this a jacked-up market, Tim? And what do you think for tomorrow?
2: Well, I, I think valuations aren't terribly cheap. But I, I think what's been very interesting is equities have gotten very comfortable with 3% on the 10-year. And, in fact, right now, that's actually the sign of growth. We've actually – you know, the flight to quality that we saw from Italy got down to 275, not something people want. Look, I, I, think, I think the Fed is going to upgrade their view of the economy. I think they're going to drop their guidance. They're going to raise rates. and or dovish? Meeting. Meeting. Uh, he, he, is, he is dove hawk. Uh,
3: what? Yeah, yeah. He's species So if I have to
2: be one or the other, he's going to be hawkish. Guy. Thanks. I, wait, I, I lived, I, you know what? I was
6: reluctant, but I played. I think you, that's what I do. I'm a team player. There's no <laughs> I on the word Tim.
2: Yeah.
3: Or me and or Seymour. Me. <laughs> right. Okay. I think he's
6: going to be hawkish as well. But I think everything we've talked about for the last 56 minutes is going to supersede what the Fed M&A, does tomorrow. The promise M&A. of m and will lift the markets? I believe so, yes. All right.
1: Up next, final trades. Media stocks firmly in the green after the court approves the mega merger between AT&T and Time Warner. We have Time Warner shares up by 4%. More broadly, though, if you take a look at a lot of the other stocks, Lionsgate, Viacom, CBS, all of those stocks are trading higher as well. Full coverage of this deal all day tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. with Squawk Box. Time for the final trade. Tim.
2: Yeah, Alibaba making a run at this 209 again. I think you break through and I think you set fresh highs. Alibaba.
3: Karen. Yeah, not my normal kind of trade, but just for a trade, I am shorting what? Netflix right now. Wow. Everybody freezing, coming after a very, very cow. tight stop. It is just for a trade. Short
6: Netflix. Brasa.
5: Lumber is collapsing. Lenar is moving higher. Lenar, I bought it today.
6: Key. Lumber. <laughs> lumber. Bring, bring it. Bring it, baby. Bring, bring it. the. CBS is going to bring in the, the lumber, lumber tomorrow, Mel. What does that mean? All
1: right. I'm Melissa Lee. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. <laughs> See you back here tomorrow at 5. More Fast. Meantime, Mad Money with Jim Kramer starts right now.
0: You seek the key.